Avengers! Hello everyone and welcome back to Excelsior, the world's number one Marvel's Avengers podcast. I'm your director, Christian Buckley, joined as always by the Apex legend, my co-host, Jack Martin. Excelsior, Christian, how you doing? Doing all right, how you doing? I am doing good. Uh, Had some Marvel stuff going on in the background this past week. Uh, I finished Spider-Man Blue again, did that Mm -hmm. read. Great, great little book if you want a Spider-Man graphic novel out there. Would mm-hmm. recommend it. Some things that aren't the best in it, but it's uh, it's still really good. So finish that. And uh, yeah, it's been a good week. How about you? Pretty good. I uh, always can recommend Spider-Man Blue, just a co-sign. And I will say, if you want more Spidey, a very good follow-up is Spider-Man Life Story by Chip Zdarsky, who has been writing daredevil for the past couple years and i've read the first few issues of his daredevil i need to like wait until they're all collected because i loved what i read of that and spider-man life story is also very good i think it's only six issues it's all collected you'd probably love it honestly could you remind me is this the one that each story takes place in like a different decade yeah that's that's it okay that honestly sounds really interesting like what's what what would you say is the pitch for this like how would you pitch someone this uh, so it tells a story a very spider-man story relevant to the tone the world and life of peter parker from each era and i think it does it very well like i think it was the 60s or 70s one um like portrays peter in a very like spider-man blue high school peter or college, whatever he was in that book, um, style, but is also focused more on his relationship with Flash, because in that episode, Flash talks about how um, he's going to fight in Vietnam, and then we get to, like, a cut to Vietnam, and there's this stuff about, like, Iron Man helping the United States, but Captain America is defending the Viet Cong, so, like, it's it's very interesting and it just is a little peek into what spider-man could have been doing in these decades you know yeah that's that's fascinating i think that might be next on my list yeah and it's a short read it's not very long so very cool yeah six issue run is a very nice digestible series for sure and that is not all the comic talk we're gonna have on this episode because it's a very light week for Marvel's Avengers. We know we're getting a roadmap. There's no rumors this week like there were last week, but we don't have anything yet. So why don't we go through what is in the game right now? Um, Jack, you're looking at the dock right now. I was very proud of this marketplace joke I made until I realized that there is more new stuff in it because of the polar blast fit line being completed. But uh, yeah, why don't, why don't you say the joke? So this week in Marvel's Avengers, it's it's great to see because it's an eco-friendly marketplace. Everything's recycled. 
<laughs> it's pretty good, Christian. Thank you. Thank you. I, I felt good about that one. <laughs> yeah, these are these are the Polar Blast outfits again. Yeah, which Polar Blast ones, they're solid. You know, it's like cool to see. I like the Black Panther one where it's just like the white tactical look for his gear. Yeah. Um, they're they're fun. They're charming. They're fun. Um, I don't know if these are included, but there's also a sale going on right now. 50% off everything that is non-MCU related. So if you were looking to pick up some takedowns, emotes, nameplates, or normal skins, you can get a nice little discount on those currently. Yeah, these are included. I was playing the game a little bit earlier uh, before the show, and um, the like 500 credit skins are 250 so yeah, everything's like what you said. Everything's half off, and I, I believe you're right. I don't think the MCU skins are included in that. Yeah, which, not surprising. We've come to expect it, but there are some quality skins in the game at this point that uh, I'll I'll do a little peruse before the sale ends. You know, with my yeah, there there are definitely some good ones in there that are worth checking out for being like 250 credits. So yeah, that's good. So. If you're not playing the game regularly, it might be worth popping in to check out the sale as well as this double XP weekend that's kicking off tomorrow as of recording. That would be Friday the 14th running through the 17th. Double XP for everybody. Get in there, get your champion XP, get your heroes leveled up. Um, I will, I'll probably do this just to get Spidey to level 50 finally. Um, and maybe get some more champion XP for Thor, or maybe start breaking ground on that Spidey XP. Uh, do you think you're gonna take advantage of this at all? I'm gonna really try to, because I almost always miss the double XP weekends, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm not going anywhere this weekend. It's a long weekend. Um, I have really nothing to do. Um, I was considering doing like a Horizon Zero Dawn replay, so if I'm not doing that, I'm probably doing this double XP. And I'm doing the exact same thing you're doing. I'm either getting Spidey to 50, 150, or at least 50, and getting Thor championed up. So, And do you know what I've been doing? Let me hear it. Believe up? it or not, <laughs> each week for the past few weeks, been playing the... Um, God, now I'm forgetting it. Uh, the What's the big, dumb mission with the big, dumb robot? Oh, uh, oh, the Super Adaptoid? Yes, <laughs> I've been playing the Super Adaptoid mission, really? the Omega Level Threat. Um, just getting completely carried uh, because they raise the level cap for uh, the power level cap. True. And the only way to get gear that is better than 150, aside from doing the raid, is doing the Omega Level Threat. So I've just been running through that, probably doing it for like 30 minutes and you can only do it once a week per character, so I'm just doing it once a week for Thor. Mm -hmm. um, pretty much just getting carried by the other Thors in my party um, and getting some good uh, good levels. So that's uh, that's been interesting because I have said in the past that I really don't like it, and I still don't like it, but it's been pretty much the only way without doing the raid to mm -hmm. get higher-level gear. So that's what I've been up to. Nice. That That is good to hear you're, you're back in there, and I know... This playtime recently, it's it's been a wave, it seems, because I know you and I went a big stretch without touching the game uh, after War for Wakanda dropped, basically, but I know you achieved something in your game time, haven't you? Yes. Uh, I was looking at my trophy list, 
and I was saying, you know what, I'm I'm just gonna do it, and I platinumed the game. I actually platinumed it on PS4. I went and reinstalled it on P- on my PS5, got the PS4 version platinumed, which is weird because I came up to a loading screen with like all different characters and different skins, and I was like, this is weird. Mm-hmm. Did my thing, got out of there, and then I did the same thing on PS5. Um, so I got two platinums. Congratulations. In the past week. Now, I would like to apologize because I know the reason it took you this long is because you wanted to wait so we could do it together. In my defense, I discovered very recently that my progress for some of these like open X amount of strong boxes or clear X number of hives resets every time they updated the damn game. They update this game a lot, Jack. (laughs) I actually encountered that when I was completing the Platinum. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I purposely left a couple trophies um, just hanging there, mm-hmm. and one of them was complete 30 missions on challenge level 3 or above, and I com- purposely completed 29, and I just mm-hmm. set that there so that one day I could come back and just do one mission and be done and get that trophy. Um, that got reset, <laughs> so I had to do uh, 59 Mm-hmm. essentially to get that trophy so i had to do all 30 over again um yeah so, so that's really unfortunate i i did not know that was a thing until you pointed it out and it's mm-hmm. it's a really bad uh part of the game it's yes. it's not super serious but man it's not good yeah because i'm glad you got the platinum i would have also loved to do it get the platinum together but yeah i'm sorry <laughs> like crystal it's a weird system. I have no idea how that functions. I have never seen that in any other game in my life. I don't even have that many Platinums. I have like 30, I think. You have way more than I do. Have you ever encountered this? I don't think so. Uh, th- this is You are 100% forgiven because <laughs> like, doing 50 hives is a challenge in and of itself. More yeah. so in the fact that it takes forever. Mm-hmm. So let's say you, Christian, have done like 25 no, you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's how the game treats it, which is ugh, so unfortunate. I, I guarantee you I've done probably at least 80, and I don't have that trophy. <laughs> yeah, that's so, so awful. And like like I said, it's not a huge thing. There are many worse things in the game that have been fixed uh, since. But, man, that is not good. You have to, like, make sure you get that done very quickly between patches. Otherwise, you're screwed. Yeah, so I was just going to say, maybe I'll try and do it this weekend for the double XP. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I can tell you right now, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing 50 hives this weekend. Yeah, but. 50 hives is very long. I can't imagine how many hours that is to just sit and consecutively do that. Yeah, that is that is redonkulous. Honestly. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, but what is good, almost, is we have the return of Priority Mission Rush, which if you are unfamiliar or new to the show, a while back, Fury's report used to be going over what new priority missions there were. There was a low power, a high power. After like 50 weeks, I think, they axed it, and priority mission rush became a limited time event thing where you'd get missions, you run in, you do your mission, guaranteed to drop an exotic once per week per character. Now, it's been tweaked a bit, I think it's come back a couple times at this point, but uh, for those that are looking to get exotic drops, 
in the runtime of this returning event, you'll be able to get a guaranteed exotic drop per day, per account. So like you can't run the priority mission with every hero every day, but you could do like Thor on Monday, Black Widow on Tuesday, Tony on Wednesday, and then you'll be you'll be swimming with some exotic gear. Yeah, this is a uh, this is good stuff. Um, especially like what I was saying, I have gear from the Omega level threat that is not my favorite, but it has the numbers that I want. Um, in terms of like, I have like a one forty six gear slot, but I don't like the perks or the attributes associated with it. So this will be nice to just drop in with Thor um, and grab an exotic that I maybe actually like and just trade those numbers essentially. Yeah, I think right now with the game, I'm full Spidey mode, so I'll try and get some exotics for Spider-Man and uh, see how it goes. But Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jack, unless I'm mistaken, that's everything going on with Avengers this week. I think you're right. Um, it is just that slowness of January, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's a bit of a slow, bit of a slow time for Marvel's Avengers. Hopefully that changes in about a month. Yeah, which, you know, if we were only an Avengers podcast, would be trouble for us, you know? I And I did, when I was doing the introduction, when I said, the world's number one Marvel's Avengers podcast, right? I had the thought, I was like, what happens when slash if the game dies? Because we, like we did this show beforehand, we still like doing it. The intro is going to be changed forever at that oh, point, yeah. you know? Well, it'll be a whole different podcast. Yeah. But uh, you get nice little flavors of other things going along in the Marvel Universe through us, through the show. And as a reminder, what are we doing next week, Jack? Next week, we are reviewing and discussing season one of the Netflix Daredevil television program. Yes. We're about halfway through in our individual rewatches at the moment. Um, Yes. What what episode have you left off of? I think I'm on episode five or six. Is that... Okay. I left off on the Abandoned Warehouse episode, which I think was six. I think that's my next one. Okay. Gotcha. So, yeah, making good pace. I've been showing it to my girlfriend because she, now that, I guess, MCU spoilers, kind of, but it's from Spider-Man, now that Daredevil's back in the MCU... She is curious to give it a shot now, and she's been enjoying it so far also. Um, as somebody who has met Charlie Cox, she's enjoying it and bringing it up. <laughs> I always try to that. But That's awesome. Yeah, it, it's nice. It holds up, and we're going to dive deep on that next week. So you have another week left if you want to catch up, if you want to follow along. If you've never watched Daredevil before, it's a quick 13 episodes. Each one's about an hour long. But uh, watch a couple tonight. By next week's episode of Excelsior, you'll be able to join on in. So look forward to it. It's a good show. Even if you're not going to do it in one week, just just watch it because it is really good. <laughs> so, Dude, I'm very excited to talk about this season. Unless something catastrophic happens in the back half of the season, which I don't remember. Um, in fact, there are things that I'm looking forward to. I'm going to be very excited to talk about this season because uh, i think it's great yeah i can't wait to discuss it and get into the weeds with it because daredevil came out like what 2014 13 15 i think 2014 
Okay. I, I was young. I was a youth, you know? Yeah, this is a high school show. Yeah, show. absolutely. And w- when I watched it, I was in a, I had a completely different state of mind versus where I do now, you know? I'm, I'm liking different aspects. But again, we'll get into it next week. Yes. Um, but meanwhile, in the greater Marvel Universe, there's a lot going on, kind of. Um, this week on Disney+, Plus, Eternals has released. It is available to stream for free through your Disney Plus subscription. Uh, they have added it with the IMAX full resolution, whatever thing they do for some of the MCU and Disney films on the service. And uh, yeah, there's been some fun featurettes, clips, behind the scenes stuff coming out this week from the cast. Uh, a lot more Harry Styles pictures on my timeline as Star mm. Fox. But uh, what are you thinking? Do you think you're going to give it a rewatch anytime soon or no? Probably not. Um, this might be the MCU movie I will like not revisit unless there's an eternals 2 but like i have no real hankering to see this movie again so let me ask you this then when you do an mcu rewatch as most fans of the mcu will occasionally do either yearly or every other year do you skip anything as it stands pre-eternal i i haven't skipped anything because when I did my most recent MCU rewatch, it was just the Infinity Saga. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just went through that pretty quickly. I think it was like right when WandaVision was coming out. So I didn't really have to catch up to anything for Phase 4. So didn't skip anything. Phase 4 is going to be interesting uh, in terms of MCU rewatches. Because it's been very hit or miss for me so far. So there may come a point, especially with the TV shows... Where I get to one, I'm like, I don't know if I want to sit through six episodes of this for a show that I don't really like, like with Hawkeye. Or for Eternals, where it's like, I don't know if I want to sit for a three-hour movie <laughs> for something I don't necessarily like. Um, so it, it remains to be seen how many times I'll rewatch this, depending on how important this is to the MCU. But um, what about you? Do you think you'll watch this anytime soon? Yeah, I was honestly probably going to throw it on this weekend. Uh, just because... I feel like when we did our episode, I was decently more positive on it than you were. Um, so I'm, I'm curious if, like, after the discussion and time has passed and I'm, like, fully neutral at the moment, if I like it any more or less. So thinking about it. Yeah, I saw a lot of positivity uh, recently about this movie, which is good. Um, it's just not for me, but I'm glad glad people like this, especially since this was... The worst reviewed Marvel movie, which kind of really makes no sense to me. I don't think it's that bad. I don't even think it's really all that bad. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad a decent amount of people actually really enjoyed this movie. It seems like people were pretty hyped for this to come to Disney Plus. For sure, yeah. And I had this thought earlier today also because I was remembering that Eternals is coming, and we got other stuff hitting uh, Disney Plus between new movies television shows i think we've reached a point with the mcu where it's going to be very very reflective of how marvel comics exist where not everybody reads every character you know Mm. and i think now more than ever i'm starting to get that feeling where it's like obviously as a as, as huge mcu fan like both of us are We'll probably, you know, 
power through the stuff that we're not feeling and we'll watch it maybe if not right when it comes out eventually um i think from a general public perspective and it's probably been this way already i bet if people aren't interested in something based off the the thumbnail they might just not watch it you know and be like i'll, I'll show up for spider-man i'll show up for avengers or for black widow or what's going on but i don't care about daredevil you know like i feel like that's existed forever in comics and because the mc is becoming like very uh, quickly approaching 40 projects i think that's gonna be a, a new reality for us yeah it's a really good point um i think it's been a consideration recently when they started announcing projects for characters i've literally never heard of like they've done it before with like guardians but I feel like since then it's been characters that you've like kind of heard of, but um, once they started like announcing like Echo and um, Ironheart and in characters like that, I'm like, I have never heard of these characters personally as someone who's not that big into Marvel comics. Um, so it's it, the, the MCU is expanding even more so than it already has been. So it's going to become a little bit more difficult to keep track of things. I don't think it'll be as difficult as comics, but um, I think you're right. People w will probably be a little bit more choosy about the uh, TV shows and movies that they watch. Um, mm -hmm. In some ways, that's good because you can kind of pick and choose and do whatever. But I think for you and me, um, at least for me, uh, like or you and I will definitely, like what you said, probably watch all of these. But that that might start to like shine off a bit of the luster on the mcu because there's going to be projects and there already has been for me that i don't really like and it's it's gonna it's gonna make the mcu maybe a little bit more tedious uh as the years mm -hmm. go on so we'll see yeah and i i think i'm with you like if we ever reach a point where there's multiple marvel shows releasing episodes within the same week i i think that's where i gotta tap out but like uh i mean who am i getting even that i still watch them but like yeah, I, mean, I think the benefit, though, especially since the transition from Netflix to Disney Plus, is that they don't feel the need to be bound by traditional TV rules in terms of episode count, where I think a huge benefit of this is that the six-episode format is a good move. Like, I, I really enjoy that because if I'm not feeling something, it's only a month, basically. Um so like it's it's palatable and like most of the time there's nothing else coming out like around the same time occasionally you'll get crossover with a movie but like you said it's it's blowing up exponentially and another one of these shows that was announced was agatha house of harkness which is a show i'm excited for because uh katherine Hahn's performance in wandavision was fantastic um we've now learned Shooting filming begins in October of this year. So uh very timely in terms of Agatha's character mm -hmm. being a witch. Do you think they will shoot any scenes in Salem, Massachusetts? No, I don't think they will travel to Salem, Massachusetts to shoot the movie, but I think scenes will take place in Salem, Mass. You nailed it. So this is going to be a Vancouver shoot then, right? <laughs> I was going to say Georgia. Yeah. Um, or, you know, the 
more inexpensive places they they tend that Hollywood tends to operate out of. But mm-hmm. it would be really cool. I know there are like some projects that are filmed around mass occasionally, like Black Panther two. Uh, parts were filmed in Worcester and in Boston, mm-hmm. so like certainly not unheard of. But nah, I don't know. I don't know if they'll go to Salem to film that show. You're probably correct. Uh, I mean, I could see a world where, I mean, like, I guess Georgia has a lot of those, like, old-timey houses as well. But Mm -hmm. if they're trying to shoot, like, flashbacks or Agatha's youth in the time of the witch trials, there's a specific vibe you're trying to capture with the architecture of things where, like, Massachusetts has it everywhere. But like you said, probably expensive to shoot there. Like, not everybody can have the pockets of Ben Affleck, you know? (laughs) <laughs> that's right yeah he gets the uh homeboy discount for for shooting in boston mm-hmm. um, and i mean or go ahead I, I was gonna say like this is shooting in october so you would imagine it it may be ready in 2023 like at the end of 2023 right yeah i think so i feel like disney plus has had for the most part a really good turnaround for a lot of their shows like Book of Boba Fett's first episode came out like the final week of 2021, but they, I think, started and wrapped shooting in 2021 also. And like, Kenobi, I think, was shooting over the summer in 2021 based off of speculation that might be like a summer show this year. So like Mm -hmm. the beginning of production and the beginning of season one or this the series, for the most part, seems realistic to happen within a calendar year or within a 12 month span i mean like yeah i'm fully expecting agatha's next year yeah and i think with the mcu uh i think you're right with in terms of disney plus like they they tend to get that out within a year like pretty much after uh production is has wrapped and they enter post-production so i think 2023 is certainly possible and probably likely i think at this point with the mcu though it all comes down to what else they have going on because they mm-hmm. have approximately a thousand other things releasing like at any given time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love for this to be what I think WandaVision should have been as a Halloween program. I think that'd sure. be perfect. So if this can come out and they can really capitalize like at the beginning of October or like the end of September and like make it go all the way through October, that would be excellent. And uh, I, I, I have a feeling that they will probably do something like that just because it makes sense with Agatha's character. Yeah, I, I think that is a fair expectation to hold going into whenever we see this. But as excited as I am for the Agatha show, because again, I loved her in WandaVision, I kind of, for a while after that report came out, like pre-getting the logo for the Disney Plus Day thing... Um, it operated a spot in my mind where it's like, oh, yeah, it's going to happen just like the Jimmy Woo X-Files show is going to happen, you know? <laughs> so I'm glad it's actually happening, and I'm glad that we're going to get to see it. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see where they go with her character since we mm-hmm. last saw her essentially being, like, mo- locked in her own mind palace. So mm-hmm. um, should be good. Yeah. Uh, there is another story I want to bring up. We... Very rarely, in probably the 80-plus episodes we've done of this show together, um, talk about comics. 
We started the show talking about comics this week, and there's some comic news that I want to share. Yeah, let's hear it. So, The Amazing Spider-Man, which is, you know, the marquee Spider-Man comic ongoing. It's got a canon from the first issue in Amazing Fantasy to now. There is a canon timeline for The Amazing Spider-Man. Um, that being said, Marvel has this system where they'll, like, it's issue number 1250 overall, but for the sake of attracting a new reader, occasionally they'll do a reset where it's like, this is a new number one for this. It's the same continuity. However, we're presenting this in a way where it's a jumping on point. Because like you said a few minutes ago, comics are very intimidating as two people who like ankle deep in the comic world. It is kind of tricky still sometimes to keep track of everything and feel like you know what you're supposed to be carrying into all these stories right yeah absolutely so this april the amazing spider-man is getting a new number one written by zeb wells and art by john romita jr who is a marvel veteran and i didn't realize this but this is the 60th anniversary year of the amazing spider-man it's been 60 years since amazing fantasy 15 came out this year that's that's wild and spider-man is not as old as some of the other um comic heroes like batman and superman like superman's been around since the 30s batman's been around since the 40s spider-man what has been around since the 60s i believe yeah Mm -hmm. so um it's yeah it's been a long time which is interesting but he's still not like he's still not like one of the older characters despite him being like probably one of the most popular characters since his creation. Yeah. Which is always very fascinating to think about. Um, I don't know how many issues of amazing Spider-Man there have been total, but having a new number one, I think is interesting. Like I think they did this a couple years ago. Cause I remember there was a new author who came on to spider-man after the previous author had like a decade-long run on amazing spider-man that was kind of controversial from what i understand so i think in 2019 or 2020 nick spencer was put on the amazing spider-man and i believe he finished his run late in 2021 and since then every issue wrapping up all those threads in an arc called spider-man the beyond or something like that has been being passed around from writer to writer so hearing that they're getting a new creative team which hopefully will be able to carry the series for a while having a new number one i think is tempting enough that i might pick it up and try and keep up with it jack interesting yeah see i've i've always been I've always looked for like Spider-Man comics like Spider-Man Blue that are just very self-contained like graphic novels in a way. Um, but I've always wanted to jump into like like what I did with Invincible. I read through all of Invincible and it was amazing to see something start from 2003 and end in 2018 and just read that entire story. It'd be really cool to do that with a character like Spider-Man that I've loved forever. Um, but yeah, like what you said, it's very intimidating. Um I know there's like the ultimate comics and things like that that you can jump into, but it seems uh, very, very, very intimidating. So, yeah, I'm. It's it's, it's interesting that you're you're thinking about this. Um, so like, like what you said, is this similar to like Brand New Day in a way where it was, it was Peter still, but like the the timeline had essentially like 
fixed itself in a way, but it was still continuing that story. So to my understanding, it is still like everything that's happened so far has happened. The thing that is ending with its final issue in March to wrap up this amazing Spider-Man storyline would have happened like immediately before this amazing Spider-Man number one. But the way they are beginning the story in Amazing Spider-Man number one in April, the way they're like structuring the story and telling it is made to be approachable as somebody's beginning to read here. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Yeah. So there was a press release, uh, Screen Rant did a little recap of it. I pulled this from their write-up. Uh, they said that, the series will feature classic elements fans love about Peter Parker with surprising new takes on longtime villains. Uh, Peter Parker has done something that's made him go on the outs with the Fantastic Four, Avengers, and even Aunt May. Peter will have Doc Ock on his tail, and the villain Tombstone is set to make a grand appearance in issue one. So, there's a little pitch. That's a good pitch. Yeah, sounds like classic Spidey, you know? Yeah, the Aunt May bit is interesting. Yeah, and again, reading that, I, I know it's probably, it's just because it's Spider-Man, but reading that like, oh, Peter's on the outskirts with all of his super friends and Aunt May and Doc Ock is involved, I'm like, no way home? Yeah. <laughs> Inspiration, maybe? Yeah, uh, pretty much. So I'll give it a shot. I tried to get in before, but I, I dove in too late. So you miss one issue, you miss 30 issues. That's the thing. <laughs> That's the thing, dude. I've I've had very I've tried this before uh, with the High Republic comics for Star Wars, mm-hmm. and it was pretty good. Like I kept up with like a few months in a row. If it's releasing monthly, it's really tough because I'll read for two months and then miss like half the year, <laughs> and then be like, "Ah, I got like seven comics to read. I'm not gonna do that." And then I just never do. So mm-hmm. it's tough. I like I like just having everything at my disposal and just binging through it when I can. Yeah. And like as much as I love these characters and we have to wait so long for my favorite things with them, like the Spider-Man games, the Spider-Man movies, I I could be getting interesting Spider-Man stories constantly if I just read the damn comics when they came out, you know, (laughs) but it's it's tricky to keep track of and keep on top of. And I've tried in the past like you have, but ideally it would be monthly i think amazing spider-man for the last couple years was twice a month so yeah i i think if i had one spider-man comic i had to buy every month i i could easily manage that but two i think that's when it gets messy so yeah or at the end of the year if you want to during our christmas break do 12 in a row like that's certainly Mm -hmm. feasible Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. fair points well that's really it with Marvel news. So before we wrap up this week, I wanted to ask you, Jack Martin, the Apex legend. Yes. In 2022, what is your most anticipated Marvel thing? Or maybe a, like your top three. It doesn't have to be MC related. It can be anything Marvel. But what has your attention, your hype, your dreams What's taking up that real estate right now? As of right now, it is all MCU because I'm not super hyped for Midnight Suns. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we saw that gameplay, I was like, ooh, that is probably not for me. Um, so jury's still out on that one. 
as to if I'll even play that. So not in the top three. I'm certainly anticipating it, but I don't, I'm not, not sure if I'll even play it. I gotta, gotta read reviews for that one. But, um, I think for me, the number one pick would be Moon Knight. Um, mostly because I know nothing about the character. It's completely fresh. And like the 30 seconds that they've showed of that has me completely hooked of a character uh, having some some uh, issues like with m- multiple personalities, um, but also being a hero in this universe or uh, a, vigil- a vigilante at the very least and having Oscar Isaac as the lead role has me very interested. So that is probably my number one most anticipated Marvel thing. Nice. Yeah, I, it's a good pick. I think Oscar Isaac is going to kill it in that role. And I am very much looking forward to it as well because I I know I, I differ from you here also. I am very interested in this like godly uh, demon underworld side of Marvel because I feel like the MCU hasn't tackled it before and there's a, a lot of potential there for making things feel new and fresh. And I think Moon Knight is like just on the outskirts of that. Uh, but for that reason, I am excited for Midnight Suns because uh, I also enjoy strategy games. So looking forward to that, but I can't say that's my number one thing. Um, if I'm being honest with myself i should say thor it's thor yeah it's thor thor (laughs) thor love and thunder is the number one thing um yeah that's a great pick because like ragnarok i obviously i love it's great um and i think this new direction for thor is fun it's just basically the the most standard it's a comedy movie out of a lot of the mcu movies uh, and seeing this ensemble cast grow, having some returning players back from the other Thor films, maybe like some slight little tinges of feelings that the old Thor movies had in terms of the character relations and just their presence on screen together. Um, I'm excited for that. Obviously, the Guardians are in it too. Can't wait to see them a little more. And uh, yeah, it's going to be probably the best Marvel movie this year if I had to wager. I think that's a good call because I think Doctor Strange is kind of up in the air in terms of what that movie is going to end up being. But yeah, Thor, uh, especially since they kind of did like the rebrand once Taika Waititi came on and just like gave his tone to it. And then everyone really liked that movie. And they're like, yep, that's what Thor is now. Um, I think him having like a second shot of doubling down on what he did um, and taking some of the other characters like the Guardians, like what you mentioned, and giving some more... Um, focus on Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie um, and Natalie Portman's Jane Foster, which is going to be very interesting to see how they bring her back. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think that's going to be probably like the most fun like summer blockbuster this year. For sure, yeah. Honorable mention, I just couldn't give it to this because it's a very small project, but the Guardians holiday special, I can't wait for that. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. I miss it. It's been a while since we've seen James Gunn Guardians. Yeah, I know. And it's wild because we're we're close to like the one year mark for Guardians 3, which is I think supposed to be in May of 2023. Mm-hmm. And we're yeah. like a few months from being a year away, which is wild. 
yeah, it's it's wild. We got a lot of James Gunn comic content recently with the Suicide Squad and now Peacemaker, but like Guardians is where he shines, and I would like to get it as soon as I can. So that holiday special, there's a lot. The, I my eyes are on that one. There's a lot of there's a high bar, high stakes for that. <laughs> I think that'll be fun. I think uh, that has the chance to be one of the better like Star Wars Marvel uh, holiday specials. So yeah, that should be a good one. Do you think the Guardians holiday special will be a stronger holiday rewatch for you than Hawkeye is? infinitely i would be surprised if it wasn't <laughs> yeah i think that's fair because you, you like you know james gunn i imagine this thing's probably going to be like an hour max yeah and like james gunn's got the vibes you know he he, he knows what what's up <laughs> i think if it's like peter quill explaining what christmas is to the guardians and them trying to celebrate it and getting into some high drinks that's all you need you're not wrong there's going to be a great bit with Groot and a Christmas tree. You know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. great, actually. That's really good. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Shout out to Marvel this year. Obviously, there's probably things coming that we don't know about yet in terms of non-MCU-related things. Like, there's a million Marvel video games that exist at the moment, I'm sure. Uh, will we get announcements this year? Will we get unexpected releases this year? This time in 2021, you and I both did not expect think or predict that the guardians of the galaxy game would come out last year so anything can happen so yeah that was an excellent surprise yeah and hopefully we get another one of those this year hopefully we get a cool partnership or a next gen game for marvel or uh maybe some new crossover announcements or something else but yeah that's really it for this week any final things to go off on jack before we wrap up um, I would say some honorable mentions to Secret Invasion. Um, yes, that was a, a a really interesting comic series. So I'm I'm fascinated to see how they're going to bring that to life and see if there are any ramifications um, to the MCU, which I'm sure there will be. Um, Doctor Strange. I'm morbidly curious about this movie. Very nervous about this movie. Like what you said, all of our anxieties from Spider Man have just shifted <laughs> to Doctor Strange. Yeah. Because uh, I think that might be the messy multiverse movie now. But um, very interested to see what happens with that. Um, and in a similar way, interested about Black Panther 2, just uh, with everything with like Letitia Wright and seeing how they're going to deal with that. It seems like the movie is kind of centered around her character potentially. Um, so I, I'm just very curious about how that movie handles lots of things. Um, so yeah, I think it should be a very interesting 2022 for Marvel. For sure. And we will be covering it in whatever projects release, whatever announcements get made. And of course, any changes, updates, or nails and coffins for good old Marvel's Avengers. But like we said, we'll be back next week for Daredevil. And until then, Jack, where can the agents of Excelsior find you? You can find me on Twitter at FascinatedJack. What about you, Christian? Yes, you can find me on Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch at Chun2D2. You can find the show on Twitter at ExcelsiorJC. And you can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, your service of choice, wherever you get your podcasts. Just look up Excelsior, Avengers Game Podcast, Joy Clicks, whatever you want to look up. You can find it. 
And uh, worth reiterating, Spotify can rate and review on there now. So doing so greatly helps the show out. We appreciate it a bunch, and it takes a quick second to do that for the show if you enjoy it. And if you want to support the shows monetarily, you can do so at patreon.com slash joyclicks at the $1 and $5 tiers. For 5 bucks, you get producer credit on this podcast and every podcast produced by Joyclicks for the month just like Aaron Easton and Jose Garcia. So thank you very much. And that wraps up this week in Marvel on Excelsior. Like I said, Daredevil next week, not the Ben Affleck one, the Charlie Cox one. <laughs> Watch it, follow along. But uh, until then, Excelsior. Excelsior.